Hello and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com. And today's subject is going to be a quote from William Shakespeare. I mean, who would have thought a quote from so many hundreds of years ago would be so relevant to trading today? Um, but I've kind of tweaked the quote a little bit, so uh, you'll know the famous one, but uh, this is my version of it. To bet or not to bet, that is the question when trading. So I think this is a really good question uh, for people to ask themselves. Basically, when they're entering a trade or they're about to enter a trade or they're thinking of entering a trade, you know, should this be a trade you're entering or not? Um, And I'm going to go through three key things that I think are basically what will give you the answer to this question. Um, And the reason I bring this up is that it always worries me when I see traders and there might not be a lot on or it might be like summer like it is at the moment uh, before the football season started and people are just eager to place trades, right? They're eager to place trades and the worry is that their trades they might not have made in other circumstances. You know, if there was more on, they probably wouldn't be looking at this particular trade and there's probably a good reason for that. Right. The reason we don't trade certain things isn't just because there's other stuff available. A lot of the time it's because it's just not something we know enough about. It's not something, you know, when you find yourself staring at the Colombian second division league table, trying to deduce what's going on. I think maybe you've got to a game that's a little bit out of your depth. It's a little bit out of most of our knowledge bases. Certainly not a league I would trade personally myself. Um, Now, the reason I can talk with some authority on this subject and pretty much any subject in trading is not because I'm some master guru of Betfair, but more importantly, I've made a lot of these same mistakes myself earlier on in my trading journey. And, you know, I've kind of come out the other side of that in a, in a positive way. And that's what I want people to be able to do here. That's why we do these podcasts the way that we do them. Um, you know, it's easy for me to sit here and say, wait for a great opportunity to trade. Don't force your bets. But I think that's, like I said, it's a very easy thing for me to say. And it's much easier said than done. Um And, you know, if you don't have a lot of time in the day, I I touched on this on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, that if you don't have a lot of time in the day, I think this is when people, they almost feel this desperate need that, well, I've got, I'm free from 5 till 6 p.m. today. That is my time for trading. I must trade during that time. I can't do anything else. I must trade. And then that's where we get caught in the trap of. And it's not just the thing of going from, right, well, football, okay, I'm going to look at football match I wouldn't normally because there's not many matches that kick off between 5 and 6 p.m. So you end up not just looking at football, you end up trading other sports that you wouldn't normally trade, sports you might not know anything about. Now, who's been a victim of this? I mean, be honest with yourself. How many of you have found yourself on a slower day trading a sport that you wouldn't normally trade? I mean, probably my worst offence of this was when I when I started trading beach football, right? Beach football. I didn't know anything about beach football. Um, I mean, it was quite fun to watch uh, than play beach football and sort of have all these serious games, you know, um, but, yeah, I mean, 
where's the edge? Where's my edge on that market? I know the people who create that market have more knowledge than me on that market. Just by the fact that if they'd ever watched one match, they'd have much more knowledge than me. So, you know, it's crazy really when you actually break it down and think about it. But how many of you have found yourself trading a random sport that you weren't expecting to trade and just going, wow, how did I get here? <laughs> you know, so let's get on to the three things that I think will help you kind of solve this problem once and for all. I kind of use these as a rule of thumb. So number one, and you can make a note of these if you want, because I think it's a really good thing to kind of, you could almost have these on your wall as like, you know, the three commandments of Betfair trading. Okay, number one, don't make a bet or trade that you wouldn't make if a better one was available. Okay? Don't make a bet or a trade that you wouldn't make if a better one was available. What do I mean by this? So, let's say it's 3pm on a Saturday afternoon and, you know, let's use Chile as an example. The Chilean second division is kicking off. This is a league you wouldn't normally trade, but because there's no 3pm games in England today, because I'm recording this in July... This might go out early August. I'm going to trade Chile in second division. Now, in this spot, I would never ever make this trade if the English leagues, etc., were playing that day. So, I am making a trade that I wouldn't make if a better one was available. And this is a big mistake because I'm trading in a situation I'm not entirely comfortable with. And I'm trading in a situation where I'm a little bit out of my depth in that respect, okay? Just think about it. I think the top leagues are fairly good, but once you start getting to the second division of the Chilean league, well, suddenly you're looking at a situation where you definitely don't have more knowledge than the people who create that market, and you won't have an edge. So I think that's quite a, I think that's quite a good example. Now, okay, if you followed that league a bit and you do know stuff about it, then great. I'm talking about the majority of people who won't here. And this is just an example of a situation where you're taking a trade that you wouldn't normally. That's what we need to concentrate on here. Now, if it was 3pm on a normal Saturday and let's say Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, they're all playing. Which games would you usually trade yourself? You In, in the scenario I'm talking about, we would usually trade the bigger games. Well, the interesting thing here is you're taking a trade that you wouldn't normally have taken. Now, you might think, well, Martin, no one would ever make a trade when a better one was available anyway. So this, this point doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, look at it this way. If there was value in a trade and there was another trade that potentially kicking off in half an hour or an opportunity coming along, I'd still take the, the value trade that was presented to me right in front of me right now, even though there's another trade potentially better coming very soon. Because A, I could trade both of them, and B, I'm taking value. And this is the key point, really, is that when you're taking trades that you wouldn't normally, what it normally means is you're willing to take a trade that's not of value or that you don't know is value okay a bit like the beach football example right 
you can't tell me it's not value, but I can't tell you it's value. I can't make an argument for that because I don't have the requisite knowledge. Okay, And it's exactly the same with this. When you're getting involved in trades you wouldn't normally, what happens most of the time is that people are just guessing whether it's value or not. They don't actually know. And I'm not sure how, like, I mean, people are bothered whether it's value in terms of they want to make money on the trade, but I'm not sure how bothered people are that they go, I'm willing to wait. Because if they're not willing to wait for the right opportunity, then ultimately they're not bothered enough to make sure they're getting value in the market. And that's a big, big problem when you're trading on Betfair. Okay. Ask yourself that question. When you go and place a trade, would I make this trade if it was a normal weekend and there was more football or horse racing or whatever on? Would I still make this trade? If the answer is no, do not trade it. So don't make a bet or trade that you wouldn't make if another one was available. Okay, that's the first rule. Number two, I quite like this one. It's a little bit tongue in cheek, but I, I do like this one. Number two, what would Ryan do? Right now, do you remember? Like, you don't get this so much now. I think a uh, kind of religious element of society has uh, faded away to the extent it's, it's barely talked about in the media. But there used to be a thing about what would Jesus do, right? WWJD, and people would go around with wristbands and things. And every time they had a moral decision to make, look at the wristband and think, What would Ryan do? Well, maybe we should get some wristbands printed with what would Ryan do? Because essentially, that is what we should be doing when we're trading. We should be looking at our wrist, what would Ryan do? And then think, okay, he would do this, therefore, this is what I should do. Is Ryan the Messiah? Certainly not, not quite. Um, but he is a damn good trader. Uh, and I think his style is very safe. It's very conservative in terms of, he's not afraid of entering trades, but he makes sure he exits. You know, he makes sure that he sticks to his rules and sticks to his plans. In fact, I don't think there's a better trader out there for pure discipline. Someone who can just have that level head of, yes, I will take risks in terms of what I'm trading. I will take risks because I believe this is value. Therefore, I'll put money on it. That I'll also have my exact plan. And I'm going to stick to that plan. And I'm sure as hell not going to let emotion dictate it. I mean, one thing I love about Ryan is he doesn't, do a crazy amount of trades right compared to me he probably does a fraction of the amount of trades i do in a year but what he does is he finds quality over quantity he doesn't need to force it and therefore really neither do we so if we are gonna do something and we look at our little wristband let's imagine we've got that wristband and it says what would ryan do what's your answer because in this situation, what would Ryan do? So when I'm staring at that Chilean second division match, I sure as hell know what Ryan would do. He would not trade that game in a million years. Unless it was one that had popped up on his filter early in the day and his, he'd seen that strategy. He'd maybe done a little bit of research on it as well. And it was all part of the plan all along. He certainly would not be flipping Betfair on at 5pm going, I've got an hour to trade, I need to get involved in this market. Never in a million years. And there's a reason he's been successful, right? It's not. And it's funny because, you know, we do these podcasts and we, we teach Betfair trading, but it's not rocket science. The fact is, he does something very structurally. 
He does it very well in terms of preparation. And he has good results because of it. He ha- he beats the guys who don't do that at trading. There's a reason for that. Again, it's not rocket science. You know, you, you often hear with professional footballers, the ones who really, really shine, you hear, oh yeah, well, you know, Beckham used to stay out and take free kicks for an hour after training. That's what people do when they want to have success, right? They make the effort to make sure they're good at what they do. And if you're not willing to make that effort, if you're not willing to make try and make the right decisions and, and train and learn, then yes, you are going to get beaten by the people who do that. Okay? So make sure you're driven. And most of you are. If you're listening to this, you're doing the great thing to start with. Keep driving yourself and keep keeping yourself ahead of the competition. And that's how you make money in this game. Like I say, it's not really rocket science, is it? It's fairly logical, but so many people don't do it. Okay, so my third point, and it was kind of a topic of a podcast a couple of weeks ago, actually, but not much on. Would I be better off spending this time learning and researching? Now, notice how I say, would I be better off spending this time learning or researching? Not, would I be better off spending this time off, off you know, my trading completely? Because if you've got that slot where you've given yourself, let's say, one hour of that day, but there's nothing to trade, that's not a lost hour. Don't waste that hour. We all know the value of education, right? We get it drummed into us as kids, and we drum it into our kids. I mean, I've got two little kids already, and, and you know, one of them's five, one of them's one. And the five-year-old, you know, he's already getting education drummed into him. Um but it's really important that, you know, you already start scheming and thinking, well, what what about his education later in life? What would I encourage there? Um, my big thing, if you want to know, is I would definitely get him to do a course where it actually leads to a qualification that gives you a job. All right. Because my wife did that um, with speech and language therapy and she's now got a brilliant job on very good pay. Um, she works part time, unfortunately, but if she was on full time, she'd be on very good pay. And it's a career that leads to something. And it's a solid job with the NHS where they need, you know, inevitably they need a lot of stuff. So, you know, it's a, it's a great career path, basically. And it was all paid for, okay, by, you know, the NHS. So this is the thing, right? You, you've got certain situations where if you spend your time training and researching, it's worthwhile. So bringing this back to Betfair trading, why not spend the hour reading up on a strategy or reading back through some posts on the forum on betfairtradingcommunity.com. You know, that's a huge resource there. You've got the forum, you've got the blog, you've got podcasts, you've got videos. And, you know, I think we worked out the other day, we've got about a thousand pieces of content now. So there really is no reason that you should be sitting there twiddling your thumbs. And if you are, it's probably more that you're just not, you're just a procrastinator. And just get out of that frame of mind. You know, I was a bit like that. I'm not so much like it now, but I used to be like that. And then I go, actually, let's just get the work done. Because I'll tell you what, once you get the work done, once you do what you need to do, you can go and do what the hell you want. If you want to procrastinate on a PC for an hour, that's great, do that. If you want to play Football Manager or watch the latest Netflix series, I mean, find the time for that once you've done the work. Get the work done first, then have the fun. You know, the last thing you want to do is be having the fun, then the work keeps piling and piling up because the fun doesn't become fun. (laughs) <laughs> trust me you know i learned that from university um so yeah 
There's so much good info and education available on trading these days. We should all be spending time on it. And that includes me. I spend time on it. I read, I research, I look at my strategies, I analyse things, you know, almost on a daily basis. I love doing that stuff. But if you've got a quiet day and it's not something you normally would do anyway, go and do it. That's the perfect opportunity. You've been given an opportunity. So, you know, it'd be crazy to waste it. So they're my three things. Number one, don't make a bet you wouldn't make if another one was available. Number two, what would Ryan do? Let's try and think like that. And number three, if there isn't much on, wouldn't you be better off going and researching and learning more about trading? Take that opportunity that you've got. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Thanks for all the lovely feedback. I really do enjoy the comments and the messages you guys send me. Um, you know, Seeing the development of some of you as well. Uh, and, and I'm always amazed how many people come from the podcast. And I, I'm a member. I joined because of the podcast. And um, you know, I always see YouTube as kind of the thing where we expect to get most of our members through because it's so visual and stuff. But And it's shorter, so people listen to it more. But it's so great to see the podcast doing so well and that it's having an impact with you guys. So again, thanks for that. Um, and have a great week, guys. And most importantly, make some money trading on Betfair.